Lisa Denae Live starts now, only on Stunner Radio, the heart and soul of the culture. Hey guys, it's your girl Lisa Denae, and you are now tuned, tuned into Lisa Denae Live. Can you believe it? It is September 24th. OMG, it feels like it was just the first. Yeah. What, what, what happened to September? Let's go out with the wind. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. September is getting on out of here. So I'm so happy to be with you guys tonight. I have very special guests in the building with me tonight. I am excited to welcome back Vincent Victoria because he's been on the show before, but we did it virtually last time. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so it's great to have you in the studio. And I have another very special guest. Introduce yourself. My name is Renika Bowen, and I'm the production manager and associate producer for Vincent Victoria Presents. Oh, right. That's oh, right. Hi, everybody. Two Vs. The Vs. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm so happy to be here with you guys tonight, and we're going to talk about your upcoming production. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to shout out to, to the audience. How are you guys doing? Talk back to me in the comments. You know I got to give a shout out to our international people. I love y'all so much for tuning in to us every week. I don't know for sure if you know what we're saying, but if you're trying to learn English, this might not be the channel. I'm just because <laughs> sometimes we use a little broken English. <laughs> However, shout out to the people in Sweden, in Botswana, in Nigeria, in Mexico, in Italy, all the people that listen to us. If I missed your country, please uh, put in the comments and let me know where you're listening us or to us or viewing us from. So it's been a wonderful, oh, really? Hey, thanks, Zeke, <laughs> one of our listeners who's actually here in the studio with us. Anyway, it's been a really great um, week for me. It's been uh, an eventful weekend in the United States. So if you're listening outside of the United States and you know that Stunner Radio is based in Houston, Texas, don't blame us. Okay. <laughs> We already know Texas done lost this entire mind. <laughs> and we're not a part of that. We just live here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about the Haitian immigrants before we get into our interview, because uh, I don't know if my heart was broken just looking at the images of how they were treated at the border. Mm -hmm. And we've seen the border. Okay. The border is nothing new to us. We've seen so many images from the border. But in light of the Afghan people who have been coming here, refugees, um, welcomed with open arms mm -hmm. and, and organizations being formed to get them settled and so many um, people volunteering. Of course, there's two different situations here. Afghanistan is going through something that's different from what Haiti is going through. But how did it feel to you all to see that Especially only like a week or two after we've heard hundreds of thousands of Afghans, people are coming, uh, being welcomed. Well, as you, as you said before, this is nothing new to yeah. the African-American community. Yes. We have really, truly never been welcomed with open arms. We've been open, you know, we welcomed maybe with a little handshake here and there, yeah. but not fully embraced in this country, even though our culture is embraced. Yes. Our art is embraced. Yes. But you know, it's it's nothing, it's not surprising. It's not new and it's not surprising. Yeah. It was a little jarring for me because some of the images 
especially of the agents on horses. With the whip. Now, with, that, was, that went too far. Oh, my goodness. It that just seemed like something out of a movie. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't seem real. And the part that really gets me is uh, the fact that people seem to be blind to the reality. When they talk about, say, critical race theory and, oh. you know, all that kind of thing, it's just they don't want to be, they don't want to, be real about it. Right? right. When we have those conversations about race, it's not about making anyone any worse or any better than anyone else. But this has been systemic. This is systemic. It's it's in the organizations, it's in education, it's everywhere. Absolutely. And it's and it's only thing that's different between us and other people is the amount of melanin that's in our skin. And maybe if we're male or female, our sexuality, right? Mm -hmm. That's the only difference. And and that is all. Mm -hmm. So how can an entire race of people, because, because you know, when I talk about melanation, I'm talking about any level of mm -hmm. melanation, mm -hmm. right? Because we're not the only ones that's being discriminated against. When you think about Native American females, they're the most, they're the most murdered women yes. in mm -hmm. the country. Mm -hmm. You never hear them talk about that. Because I feel like our society has been successful at shushing them you know our government has given them some money well they have the power to quiet them down they pretty much wrangle them all onto the reservations mm -hmm. so it's kind of like out of sight out of mind but they're not which is terrible mind. it's the same thing with this this young lady that went missing do you see how many resources was used to find her absolutely there are plenty of probably 40 to 50 young ladies that are melanated. I say melanated because I don't want to say Latino, this, that, and the other. If you got uh, more melanin or less melanin than me, that's what this fight is all about. Yeah. The amount of melanin. They have less melanin than, and we, Latinos, uh, Indians, Asians, whatever, because we have to include them too now because before they thought that they were on an island safe because of their education and because of their finances. But mm -hmm. I always knew that it's that the melanin is the issue. Well, you know, it, it it does surprise me though because even the people coming from Latin countries are treated better than the Haitians were. Even the people coming across the border. Well, now you know Houston. the Haitians was the only only of uh, 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 civilization of color that ever beat the white man. You know that, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, you need to look. At so your that's where the animosity. That, 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 that to me is probably generational animosity. Mm -hmm. We got, you know, we got to delve more into what happened with the Haitian Revolution. But think about it, you know. Yeah. We have to think about that. We have to think about places like Panama and all of that because really. The melanation is just all over there. We all we the same people in South America, in Panama, in Belize. We the same people. Yeah. We just got off the boat at a different, at different locations. Yeah, absolutely, it. absolutely. And and the the thing is, they do see us all the same. And then you can tell. Now, then let's want to make another point. We always say how black people we know was enslaved for four hundred years, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's another race of people that have been enslaved long enough. Uh, the, the Indian Chinese? people, no, oh. Indian people, they were enslaved for a thousand years. You don't never hear nobody talk about that. Mm. Are we talking about Native Americans no, no, or Indian? India from India? Yes. Wow, I never knew that. Yes, they a long time ago, because uh, because of their beliefs. Um, this is a short version of it. 
But they had they had a, a, a dispute with a neighboring country, whatever. I, I can't remember which country at this point. And so they fought and they fought and they fought. And because of their beliefs, they would fight. They would never kill the enemy. They would let him go, let him go. So they fought and they fought. I would say, let's just say for the purpose of the story, 20 times. Mm -hmm. And the Indian people won. The one time they lost, they the, the, the enemy blinded their king and put them in a slave for a thousand years. Wow. So when we talk about um, slavery in itself, it, it's something that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Does it make it right now? It no, right. definitely don't make it right. right. But what is it that triggers people when they see their skin? What is it about the darkness of skin it, it, that it, it, triggers people into wanting to mistreat or abuse or or neglect what is it i just i i, uh, I just want to say i i go with that thing hurt people hurt people mm, okay there has to be some guilt associated with uh just think about the people that came here from wherever they came from mm -hmm. right? they were almost like us right they were oppressed mm -hmm. religiously all kind of some of them uh were prisoners and so the best people did not come to the United States. They were not the best people that came out. <laughs> well, of course. You know, they were they were we they have the evidence. People, and, they were looking, and you know, I mean I am not making value judgment on anybody that's here right now because really here's the hard part is the people that are here now are not the ones that put us in this situation, right? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of understand why their anger is too. But the point is is that you still they still personify it in white privilege mm -hmm. in um like for charter schools right mm -hmm. people think that that when you go to this charter school that it's better than a public school right mm -hmm. someone like me feels like this if there's something wrong with the public school there's laws and rules and money to do that why not fix the public school why take the money out of a public school and give it to another school and they don't even have the same rules as a public school you understand well, I, I just feel like it's the American way to be classist, sexist, racist. Yeah, and to, 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 I mean, to me, they don't really look at the problem. They just move over to the right of the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like, okay, here I am. I see you here. Uh, your leg is broken, but I'm going to talk about your arm. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put a cast on your arm. Mm -hmm. And then when you keep complaining that your leg is hurting, I'm going to tell you that your leg is not hurt, but I know my Absolutely. Because we're going to give you Juneteenth for a holiday. Yes, we, yeah, and we you don't care that you're those, struggling to you pay your bills. You got the shortest number of years. Yes. Woo. And we was already not on par uh, fiscally with everyone else, with the non, let's say, non-melanated people for a way of being very, I don't know if that's polite or whatever, but that's why I choose to do it. Um, you know, when we look at them, they have a strategy. They can build on their wealth. Um, me as a woman, I, I can't tell you which decade I'm in, but I'm, <laughs> I, I'm up in there in the decades. And so I come through quite a bit. You know, I kick down a lot of doors. Mm -hmm. And I understand, like, when I look at my son, I look at these young men out here. I realize what they got to do to survive in a day. I look at you, what you have to do to survive in a day. Just the way that people automatically look, not just you, I've never seen that person, but I'm just saying how people view you just because you automatically, up. yeah, just because your skin, the well, color what kind of skin. car I've heard my son say, my son is a 32 year old, he's single, and um, he lives within his means, you know. And he was saying to me, you know, Ma, I had a young lady over to my house, and the first thing she looked at 
was where he lived, right? Mm -hmm. Because you got to have this whole, I don't know, persona or whatever. And the whole thing is, is that um, to me, I can, I get wanting a Land Rover. I get that. But we're not there yet. We have, you know, if you don't have a place for your children and your, your elderly people to to get old in so they can feel safe and all that kind of stuff, we got to lay foundations. Well, you know, that's a whole nother show because I feel like <laughs> so many people miss the point of life when it comes to wanting all these material things that you can barely pay for and then you're stressed out. I've always believed in living within my means. Oh, yes. To keep doing that. And, and me, I mean, and I'm not me, I'm not standing here saying, oh, it never happened to me. No, I'm definitely someone that hasn't made all the best decisions all the time, you know. But like my mom used to say, life will definitely teach you, right? <laughs> yeah, and I and I believe that saying when you know better, do better. Because exactly. it's a lot of us that do know better. We're still not doing no better. And so what do the young people have to follow? Yeah. But I guess that's the reason why I love so much what you do, Vincent, because you expose us to things we did not even know was real. For sure. You know, with your productions and highlighting some of these great people in our history that we only hear a little line about, mm -hmm. if anything. You know, and we don't know the contributions they really made. We don't know the doors they opened that we're walking through today. So I, I'm, that's the reason why I think what you do is so valuable and so important for our community because, I mean, I've always felt like if you don't know where you come from, how can you even know where you're trying to get to or where you're going? Exactly. You don't even have no type of direction if you don't know what happened before you came on the scene. So for me, that is very important. So I take what you do very seriously and I, and I, you know, I just love what you do because a lot of times it's not the most popular thing. For sure. It's because it, people want to, they want to go to a show where, you know, you see a lot of coonery on stage. Yes. You see, you see a lot of that. Yes. But, you know, I, it's fun. Those type of shows are fun. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy it. I do enjoy that. But there's a time for seriousness as well. Yes. But, you, you know, you have to entertain, but you also, also have to educate. That's what I believe right. in, in my work. That's what I try to do in my work. You know, of course, we, you know, we can we can roll around on the, on the floor and laugh, but we also need to be listening to what uh, some historical things as well. Absolutely, because I feel like as a woman, especially a black woman, mm -hmm. you know, some of the things that the women before us went through, we still going through today. Mm -hmm. As far as trying to be taken seriously in business, as, as, mm -hmm. far, as far as trying to be funded, be mm -hmm. sponsored, any type of thing, it's always a struggle for us. So I love to hear how they overcame and they didn't even have the resources I have. That's right. So how can right. I sit down and cry for myself or be depressed or be mad at the world, make it happen. You know, make it happen if not yeah, for no other reason for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always been a type of person that I, talk, I tell my kids this all the time. I can feel my ancestors' presence. And they be like, what do you mean, mom? Ooh, yes. I feel responsible. Exactly. I feel responsible because I know that my grandmother and my grandfather made sacrifices thinking of me exactly. before they even met me. Exactly. So I feel responsible not to squander my resources and my platform and all that. I feel like I have to, I have to make something, you know, they're worthwhile. They're smiling down on you. And I feel like you feel the same. I, I don't know. We've never spoken about that. But your vision and your drive to do what you do has to come from someplace deep. It comes from the need to, well, first of all, it comes from a love of historical 
eras, the, the, the different eras that I like. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I grew up reading about uh, historical figures from the past, African American figures from the past. That's what it comes from. Love. It comes from love. And I like put, putting the love that I have for these figures out there mm -hmm. um, because they will go away. You know, they say the person you've forgotten when the last person ever speaks your name. That's right. That's when you're forgotten. Yeah. So these figures, I don't want them to be forgotten. Right. I, you know, I don't want my name to be forgotten because, right. because you know, you don't exist anymore when that last person speaks your name. Wow. And that's our whole purpose for being here, to leave a mark, to leave that's an right. imprint. Exactly. That's right. To leave something that people will speak To make of. something better. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, to, yeah. and to give somebody else that feeling of responsibility. Mm -hmm. exactly. So, you know, when they say, oh, you know, my mother did this, so I got to do that. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what we're all here for. So before we take a quick break, what is your favorite era or maybe one or two in history? My favorite era is... Uh, or the 1960s mm. and the 1920s. Those are my the favorite 1920s. years. The 1920s. Yes, because okay. the roar, we're in the we're in the 20s now. But, yeah. but we ain't roaring. We call it the 20s. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the 20s because of the fashion and the Harlem Renaissance and mm, the creativity that. that was being the talent being uh, being exposed and coming out of the black community. Yeah. So, what do you see as the difference? Of course, technology and social media, but do you feel that in entertainers and creators are not as loved as they were then? Hmm. Mm. I, I, I would say now that African-American entertainers are more beloved and by the mainstream as okay. a whole. Okay. But but I think the entertainers from the 20s were, were had to be, they had to be more talented. They had to be discipline in their art or they wouldn't mm. they, they wouldn't have the exposure they wouldn't have any exposure right. so they had to be and more physical as well and just well they, they yeah I, there's a lot i have a lot of respect for those entertainers in the mm -hmm. i do too because of i mean what they must have endured being oh. black oh, yes. i can't yeah. even imagine yes. you know jim crow and jerry crow and <laughs> susie crow and all of that, it must have been quite difficult. Yes, mm -hmm. so the 60s and the 20s. So I don't know much about the 20s. I'm going to have to go and research that. Mm -hmm. But I know when I do see photos, I do also like the fashion. So many uh, people came from the 20s, like though. Great Gatsby. I love all those photos. Yes. So many great African-American you know, legends came from the 20s. Josephine Baker, oh, Louis yes. Armstrong, mm -hmm. Langston Hughes. Oh, yes. Cap and so, Galloway, so many unsung people came from, from the 20s. Broadway started in Florence Mills. She died when she was... In her early twenties, but she was the biggest. She was a big star on Broadway. Wow! But she died in nineteen twenty-seven, very early on. Wow! And people, have, people, people don't. She's not. She almost forgotten these days. Yeah, I just read about but the she's lady. Young, young, you just said her name. Absolutely. <laughs> I gotta make sure I remember this lady's name because I, I, I just read about this lady who was a black performer, and she was the first one who sang the song "Hound Dog" that Elvis Presley made. Oh, big yeah, Mama Gordon. Yes, yeah. and I was like, I never. With, the, with, like, the, with wow. the guitar. Yes. We'll talk about her in this upcoming show. Her name is mentioned in this upcoming show. Really? Yes. Oh my God. That's crazy. I exactly. just read about her today. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. I can't wait. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to get into the show that's coming up. You guys don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
Hey, it's your girl Lisa Denae, and I want to tell you about a product that has changed my life, Rain Premium Sanitary Napkins. Rain products are infused with a Nobel Prize winning material called graphene. It's the graphene strip that provides the various health benefits that can improve your quality of life during that time of the month. Listen, I've been very loyal to a certain brand of feminine products, but I've never experienced the results I get with Rain products. The difference is in the graphene strip. Using Rain products has totally eliminated the painful cramps I experience, and it can also help help balance your body's pH, eliminate harmful bacteria, and help fight fatigue. Graphene moves heat away from your core to keep you cool and comfortable. Ladies, it's time to upgrade your feminine care with products that not only offer protection, but also improve your health and wellness. Place your order today and receive your premium sanitary napkins delivered directly to your door. Visit www.drfcare.com to make your purchase today. And don't forget to mention that your girl Lisa Denae and Stunner Radio sent you. All right, guys, we are back and we are here with Vincent Victoria. We're going to talk about the upcoming production. And guess what? We have tickets to give away. So you guys that are tuned in, stay tuned in because we're going to be asking some questions so that you can have tickets if you are here in the Houston and surrounding areas to this production. It is called Starring Cherry Cola Pits. The storm is here. I can't wait to hear. Well, they're, they're, two, they're two different two different shows. Oh, it's two different shows. Yeah, we're doing two one act plays. One act plays. So oh, they're wow. original uh, world premiere plays. Uh, starring Cherry Cola Pitts uh, is about a variety show hosts from the 1950s. Okay. And the storm is here is the first show in the world about Ashley Babbitt and the insurrection that happened January 6th of this year. Oh, okay. So I'm very interested in that. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's start with starring Cherry Cola Pitts. Now, Cherry Cola Pitts is a character that was inspired by a character that I played in uh, my movie from earlier this year, Blot Shadi. And, yes. and he was uh, a talk show, a game show host from the 1950s. Okay. And so many people said, well, you should develop that character. Into, he should have his own play about himself. So over the last for the last three months, I, I wrote the show and uh, it's premiering, making this world premiere in a couple of days. Oh wow! But now the thing about Cherry Cola Pitts, he's he's very flamboyant, flamboyant, uh, a variety show host. There weren't any, uh, well, there weren't many black variety show hosts in the 1950s. There was only one, that King Cole, uh, and his show only lasted one season. Mm. But Cherry Cola Pitts, uh, a fictional character, but he. He goes. To, he he expands uh, the limits of taste and uh, acceptability for a black person during that time. So he was real. No, then. no, he's a fictional character. Oh, he's a fictional character. But he, but it's a historical fiction because he's taking place during all these historical times. We talk about I love Lucy and uh, Lassie. We talk about things that were going on during that time. Okay. But he's a fictional character placed in the nineteen fifties. Oh, wow. This is going to be interesting. And the other thing is that he was an out homosexual man during the 50s. Oh, well, that must have been trying. <laughs> so, uh, and he, he was unashamedly out during this time. Wow. So, and, it, and he says very politically incorrect things. That's all right. That's all right from time to time. You know, I do the same. <laughs> so let me ask you this. When you are putting something together like that, what do you draw from? When it's fictional what do you draw from? Do you do you feel like the character speaks to you? 
A lot of times, if, if I'm inspired, it's, e it's easy to write. The words just automatically, they just, they just, they just flow. Mm -hmm. And uh, like this, this character, it came very easily because I'm playing the character and I know how to write for myself. I know how to write lines for me that I, that I feel that, that I can That you can say. deliver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So, and, and usually when I do write, uh, I hear certain actors that I work with, I say, oh, I'm writing this for this person. It doesn't work out the same. It doesn't mm. work out that way. Sometimes they're not available. But a lot of times, I'm writing for particular people in mind. Oh, right. That's exciting. It, it's so exciting to me. The whole creative process is exciting to me to make something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's why I feel like we're gods. <laughs> of course, you know, that's a whole another day, a whole another story. <laughs> but you know, God did speak things into existence. So I'm just saying. Uh, but okay, starring Cherry Cola Pitts. So um, I'm I'm excited about this because I'm going to be there and I cannot wait. And we're going to be hosting the red carpet. So if you're going to come to the event, stop and talk to us, the air, on air personalities at Stunner Radio. October the 2nd. October the 2nd. <laughs> and that is just a week away, people. Yes, next Saturday. And the red carpet event. Let me just go ahead and put that information on the screen. The red carpet event is going to be amazing. You guys, you got to be there. Um, tickets are still available, yes. right? Yes, exactly. And we are also going to be giving away tickets here. So I want you guys to definitely make sure that you come out if you're in Houston and surrounding areas. And the event flyer does say, be fabulous in red. That's right. Yes. Red red. So if you got some red, honey, come on out and be <laughs> fabulous. You know, I got excited when I saw that. I was like, oh. <laughs> I actually yes. wonder which outfit you have. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I cannot wait to put on the red. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about the storm is here. Well, of course, everyone knows about the insurrection that happened January 6th. Yes. While, you know, everybody, like everyone else, I was glued to the television during that day. But what, what touched me was this lady, Ashley Babbitt, who was killed. She was one of the six people killed yes. during the inter insurrection. And I said, that, that's, a, that's a wonderful story. Why, would, why was this particular person there on that, on that January 6th day? Why, mm. why, 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 why was she there? And... Obviously, she was a, she was a huge Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. But I wanted, as we were rehearsing, I didn't want to focus on the the harshness of her personality because she did have a strong personality and she was very fervent about her support for Bush. I mean, for Bush for Trump. But I wanted to make her human in the place. So that's what it, that's what I try to do, even though there's not a lot known about her. Mm -hmm. But I want to make her human in her support for Donald Trump. I really do like the fact that you are tackling this because I feel like um, a lot of this is trying to be swept under the rug. You know, mm -hmm. they they almost like they want us to forget this this happened. They want to rewrite history. They do not want us to bring this insurrection up. And then when we do bring it up, they want to call it a protest mm -hmm. um, or uprising. But well, we I've, know what it was. I've even heard going on a tour. Oh, wow. I've heard that. You know, oh, wow. That certainly was not a tour. <laughs> it was an unguided tour if it was a tour. And it wasn't three hours. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, I got it just then. It's a coming. Three hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. You got it. Okay. But now things are, things are getting to be a little scary, you know? You hear how all the folks that was out in the front, like McCarthy and all those people, they're kind of quiet now. Because mm -hmm. um, that... 
I feel that there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to come out, things that we already knew in the first place. I think so, too. I mean, we've seen with some of the, the hearings they had, stuff that came out. Like with this thing with and Ellen, I was like, why? Wow. How they, they said that Trump actually, ended up with this thing that happened mm -hmm. in Arizona, they said that actually Biden ended up getting more <laughs> votes. I heard that, too. <laughs> They, they, wow. They, yes. Wow. Yes. That's they, crazy. They, they had to tell. They told the truth. Um, this, um, the people they subcontracted out, which I think is admirable, because they could have messed it all up. And I think that if if we had not kept our finger on it and made it open, and so many people got involved, they probably would have got away with it. Mm -hmm. And but thank God, and then. Oh, you know, I don't even want to go into that because it makes me so angry sometimes. Well, I do want to speak briefly about the events of that day, just briefly, because it is it is talked about in this production. Mm -hmm. right? oh, yes. I want to speak briefly about it because for me, I, it kind of changed my perspective a lot of a lot of things, because unfortunately, when you're black in America and we've seen the protests that we that our people have done behind police shootings. And sometimes when you're not out there, you feel a way like, oh, I wish they I hope they don't tear up stuff. Mm -hmm. I hope they're safe. You know, you feel a certain way like I, I almost want to be there with them. But at the same time, can we do something different? It's just so much that you feel inside when you're watching these things. But watching these white people at the fool over nothing, over something that wasn't even really something to be mad about. Mm -hmm. It changed my perspective. All the way because I said, and then to say they act like it never happened. No one else could have ever. None of us. Oh, with the, with five percent melanation could have got in there and did all half of the stuff. One of the things they did, especially the bold things they did, walking up into the chambers and smearing body fluids and uh, such it's and such. such it's and, what it did for me though. It made me give back all that guilt that they try to give us when I see people protest. I don't even feel that no more. I used to feel it. Like when I would see people protesting police shootings, I know where the anger comes from because I feel the anger too. Mm -hmm. And so when they're out there in the streets and they're protesting, I felt a little bit of guilt. Like, oh, maybe we should do it differently. I mean, I understand your anger. I feel it too. But that little small bit of guilt made me just not want to watch it on the news. But watching the white folks act up, that resolved all that for me. I was like, oh, now, see, we actually have a reason to be. We should have been the one tearing, tearing up stuff. If anybody going to tear up stuff at the Capitol, to me, it should have been us. We got every reason. But we have too much respect for that. We would have never. I don't think that um, me having been someone that my thing, I think I, I was kind of I'm kind of embarrassed that I'm at this age and have been fighting the fight. I watched my grandma fight it. Watch my mama fight it. I fought it. <laughs> my children fight. Now my grandchildren are going to fight. I mean, when is it going to end? And my generation, we thought it was education. We thought, hey, if we get the education like them, right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and all this stuff, because it's stuff. Yeah. Right? That maybe they'll say, okay, well, you know, they deserve to be here. They work just as hard as me. But I know that anyone who's even, any person who's even, I'm not, I'm not, Ivy League educated or whatever, but for the education I got, it's admirable for my family. Right? Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's 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 a it's a step up mm -hmm. considering 
that they were sharecroppers in South Carolina, you know? Well, we all know that when black people get an education, we're not buying it. Like, you know, with the college admission scandal, which we all know that's been going on for years. Right. They just pay their way in. The no, kids we, don't have the grades. Have the work they don't have the extracurricular. They don't have none of that. But they just pay their way into Ivy League schools. So when you see a black person have actually done it the hard way, it's kind of like, to me, being black in America, it's kind of like taking the stairs to the top. And, and everybody else on the, the elevator. Top. The glass ceiling really does exist, and it can and it can come at anywhere. Because you could you could be do everything that you're supposed to do, and someone will look at you by the they'll start looking at. For instance, when I first came here, I started working. I came here from overseas in the '90s. I liked braided hair, mm -hmm. but at that time, you know, which young ladies will think this. I want anybody gonna tell me how to do my hair. But at that time, you know, for me to be successful with the job that I had, they would use that ethnic hair mm -hmm. as an excuse not to listen to what I was saying. Absolutely. And and I was here trying to make a better education for these people here in Texas. Mm -hmm. Do you know that sex that Texas was the last place to segregate education? The federal government had to come down here and do it. Do you know when it was segregated actually? Education in Texas? Mm -hmm. oh, segregated or desegregated? Oh, the order was made when everybody else did. Okay. But they, but, but people had to come down here and make it happen here in Texas. Wow. And it really wasn't fully done until the 90s. The 90s. Oh, exactly. It's the same thing with slavery, right? The slavery was over, but people in Texas decided y'all were going to do some more time. Oh, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and, and look at how Abbott is acting right now. Well, the reason why I asked the question about the events of the day and how it made you feel is because for me, I saw mental illness. I did too. And I was thinking to myself, why is it that the whole world is ill and those of us that are well are, are looked at as if we're sick? Because that's clearly mental and illness. cancel culture and stuff like that, they come up with these catchphrases to make people irrelevant. But I mean, think about the fact that this man lost the election fair and square. Uh -huh. And even if he didn't lose it, why would you go and tear up the, the capital of your own country? I mean, it, it seemed like such mental illness to me. And they hate Nancy Pelosi and who else? Uh, Hillary Clinton. Threatening <laughs> people's lives. Right, Threatening exactly. these people's lives and they're just doing their jobs. But then you want to vilify black people and make it like we're the thugs, we're the criminals, we're the murderers, we're the looters. When I saw that that day, I was like, okay, every ounce of guilt that y'all try to project on me, I'm throwing it right back. I will Just never forget like about that. that the reason why uh, COVID is, is prevalent in the States because of African Americans, that is not true. We're only 12% of the population. <laughs> we're, that's not true. It's just one of those things that they know that we hear these things. So it's like any other type of manipulation. I'm going to say something that's not true because I know you're going to you're going to uh, internalize it. Exactly. You may not agree with it, but it's going to affect you. And you keep saying it until and, 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 you, you believe it. Oh, yes, bring absolutely. That, bringing that point up, I'm, uh, I was just thinking um, the term microaggression, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's a new term. Mm -hmm. But anyone who's been around for that was they did. They've been doing that. Yeah, it's not a new behavior. It's right. just that we didn't have a term for it. Mm -hmm. So at least uh, we're getting to the point where we can talk about it and know that it happens. Because the first time I heard the term microaggression, I thought, man, that's exactly what happens when you go to a new job and you're so excited that you got hired and you go to your office 
And your boss comes to you office and go, you're the biggest threat in the organization. Cause why? Cause you're educated, you're black and you're talking about, you know, something like mm-hmm. that. Like that's a microaggression. Cause it's already before you even get started, you're already walking on eggshells. Cause mm-hmm. they, they didn't, they didn't do you like they did Sally. You know, Sally got lunch or, you know, whatever. Right. Right. You got a little talking to like stay in your place talking to. That's what that's what that to me really kind of means. It's mm-hmm. happened to me many times. You get there. Yeah, I know you knew you came from such and such. And then you get that little smash and, and in the very beginning. And so that keeps you. You say, well, you know what? It might go. It, it makes you um, uncomfortable because you don't know. Or those conversations where you're in the conference and you say something, but nobody heard it when you said it. Mm-hmm. But when Joe says it. Oh yeah, just the best, idea. The best idea. Best idea. Ever. <laughs> that, has that ever happened to you? Absolutely, so yeah, many and, times. And, so, and I was, and I was thinking, you know what? And, and it and it continues to happen, right? If they know that one, you're a leader. Two, maybe you're intelligent. You don't even have to, you know, have a whole lot of change. But some people can, you know, have that gift of gab, have that ability to connect with folks. Well, I feel mm-hmm. like um, some of our oppressors didn't know that oppression. Is is fuel for some people. Now, some of us, because we have been oppressed and our back is against the wall, Straight. we're overachievers. We catch on the things quick. We create our own table to sit at. We exactly. do all kind of things yeah. because we are oppressed. So, it kind of backfired on them in that sense. But 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 isn't it tiring? It's exhausting. It's, it's, it's totally exhausting, it's exhausting to have to move to the corner, move over here, get over here. You don't know. Okay, you got an idea. You put the idea out there. Somebody else got it and ran. Well, okay, the next time, maybe I should keep my idea to myself. Maybe I should just do it for me. Maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll find out when I go with a holiday business. You know? But I do feel like that's why we have to support our Each own. other. We exactly. have to. It, it's not even like. Uh, an option anymore. We have to do it because if we don't, who will? Well, I do remember when it was like that. Because oh, when we did support each other? No, I'm I'm saying when when we when I remember when I grew up, um, that everyone like like say your father, if he need if say say the roof was leaking, right? Your dad and his friends they got up on the roof and they fixed the roof because mm-hmm. it was someone in, some men in the neighborhood. Or from the church or something like that, and I think that when we got away from extended families, because mm-hmm. people don't live like that anymore. See, before people had a whole lot of children and things like that, because we were agricultural and so on and so forth. We had smaller families. We moved different places. We just don't have a support system. We have, a, we, you know, most people don't. I mean, I'm not from well, that's here. That's true. That's I'm that's not 100% from here. True. And I yeah. had to help. I had. A, I had my children. Rarely, my, I think my, my mother never babysat my children because I lived overseas. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? When they came, they was visiting. And when, when I left, they left. You see what I'm saying? So I never had that sense of community, but I had it growing up. Mm-hmm. And and I remember um, that whole community thing. I mean, shout out to Port Chester, New York, honey. Um, and they, they, it was a sense of love, mm-hmm. safe. I felt safe. And all that. I'm not saying that bad things didn't happen. Bad things did happen, you know. There, because you have to be realistic about that. Right. But when you move around the way we have in search of money, because I came to Houston in search of money, I have to be truthful about it. I had two children, a marriage, uh, coming from overseas, leaving the military. Hey, day fifteen and five, I had to come where they were gonna hire me. Well, you're still here, so you must have found the money. (laughs) I did. Now I'm retired, baby. Okay, that's what's up. I'm having fun now. That's hey, that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, I forgot we got comments. Okay. 
Hey, hey, brother. Was waiting on a call. Just got up because been sleeping. Don't worry about it, bro. Just uh, stay tuned into the rest of the show because we are giving away tickets. And I know you and your beautiful wife want to come to this production. So make sure you stay tuned in because we're going to ask some questions. Before we get to that real quick, I do want to ask you about the storm is here because you said that you wanted to humanize her. Mm -hmm. So what what is it that made you want to do that? Because she deserves everybody deserves humanity mm -hmm. uh when i when i saw the video you know when they, they kept repeating that on a loop of her being lying there in the blood after she was trying to climb into the window mm -hmm. and she was alone mm. and that, that 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 touched my heart so much yeah. so i was i had to write a story about this lady wow. even though it's not usually my my usual forte in writing uh and a very seldom writes shows about other cultures but this I thought was so important. I, I do admire that. I think it's important too because I think we lose track of the fact that this was a human being. Mm -hmm. Yes, her her efforts were misguided, but it's sad that I kind of feel like even she was kind of swept under the rug a little bit. Mm -hmm. You don't really hear much about her now. You do now because they're trying to make her a martyr in some sense, like mm -hmm. that she died. And, you know, it was she shouldn't have died. They were they were wrong for shooting her. Mm -hmm. um, but. She, 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 she was a. She needed. She needs to be humanized. Yeah, I, I do agree with that because yeah. I feel like she drank the Kool Aid. You mm -hmm. know, because for her being there, I cannot imagine actually taking off work to go protest something like this. And then you know, as a black person, if they tell you to stand down, back up, you move. Stand. You got to move. Mm -hmm. You can't keep coming forward because they will kill you, mm -hmm. which is well, what happened. As a fellow, ironically. as a fellow veteran. <laughs> Because Ashley uh, was a veteran. Mm -hmm. I just find it so hard that she was even there, even participating in that type of behavior. Because, you know, we take that oath. Like, you know, I've told you many times about the oath. You know, and I felt that she she probably was a great, great uh, service person or whatever. I, I'm just, in, in, in my mind, I ask, when did the flip occur? Well, I think we all watched from the very beginning of Trump is so, saying he was running. That is so unpatriotic. But I think we all watched his mind games of how he would use certain phrases and certain uh, scenarios to get people to buy what he was selling. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, he's a salesman. Mm -hmm. exactly. And so he's a very good salesman. And he was selling mm -hmm. this this propaganda and so many people bought it. And unfortunately, she bought it. And, but the ironic thing was, she voted for Obama as well before. She did, yeah. Wow. She was, she yeah, was she an Obama supporter yeah, at first. What happened? That's what I, that's what I'm trying to wrap around in my head. Like when you hear the truth. Oh, okay. Let's get this right. To their from their perspective, it's our truth versus their truth, right? But we all know now, and it's been proven more than once time and time again, that they're personifying a lie. I, but I to me also, it's, alternate, it's like- It's an alternate universe. It, it is, it feels like it. Yeah. But I think I agree with you as far as being a veteran. You know, there are certain places that you don't do that. In certain places you don't go. I'm not a veteran and I know I that. There's certain the, places you just do not act like that. You don't go there. You don't, you you don't, don't do ignore that. a command from you know, law enforcement. All black people know that. Sure. You ignore a command. It could be as little as roll your window down, uh, you know, pull up, 
those that could be your last day on earth. We all you cannot ignore can go, command. Can go bad really fast. Very quickly. But I think that there's a line of play. She says she's with her people because her husband is concerned about her going there in the play. Oh. And she says, they're not going to hurt me. They're my, they're, they're my people. Oh, wow. And, you know, it's nothing going to happen to me. Well, you know, I wondered, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I wondered if white people, especially those type of people that were in this movement, felt pressured to be there because I can't just believe that everybody was crazy and out of their mind. Did some of them feel pressure and feel like, well, if I don't go, I'm going to be seen as I'm not patriotic or I'm not down for my people because, you know, sometimes as a black person, you feel pressure to be involved in certain things sure. that you might not fully agree with because your people is involved with it. Um, from my perspective, I think that the people that came there, they were looking for trouble. Um, they were that fringe element mm -hmm. um, that regardless of what would have happened, they were going to misbehave. Because number one, they had people stoking them out front. They had people with power that were stoking them. Mm. Right? Uh, it seems that it, as if it were a very uh, concerted and well put together situation to which we'll find more information later on. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I found it very difficult as a retired person. I, I'm not the most patriotic person, but I do believe in the Bible. I believe in the Bible. I believe in the flag. I believe in democracy. You know what I'm saying? I believe in apple pie and my grandma, right? <laughs> so, um, so I'm just probably like, everybody else in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So I, 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 it was very difficult for me to watch that. In fact, Vincent mm -hmm. and I kind of watched it together. And, and I was like almost mean, you couldn't even call me. People couldn't call me, people mm -hmm. don't even call me. I, I was in such a bad, for days. I, 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 was, I was in, in shock. shock. I have never all seen day, anything all night, like I was like that. watching all day and all night. And I think Vincent called me one time and I was like, I don't know what, but he must have thought I was crazy. Oh wow! <laughs> but I did, I did, I did, but I didn't shed any tears. Mm. But I just, I just could not believe that was my my country. And I was like, like <laughs> we got something conversation with this. But I was like, this is what they're gonna do. Some big old marine gonna come in and gonna walk him out of the White House. Well, I thought he's gonna try to actually actually stay. I mean, I just didn't believe the this behavior that we've had in this country. Well, I, yeah, I, it, it it seems like it. It was a dream. It seems like it was just a bad dream, a nightmare, but it was real. real. So I, I really appreciate the fact that you are doing this because I think she does need to be humanized. I think we do need to see her as a human. And I think we need to realize it. I mean, I know a lot of people don't believe that she was a victim and they feel like she deserved it because she ignored the commands. But I feel like just like anybody else, anybody can get caught up in something. Exactly. Anybody can go, get caught. I myself have been caught up in religion at some point in my life to a point where I thought even wearing makeup was a sin. Oh, honey. I was caught up. But when you when you become enlightened and you realize certain things just are man-made, then you understand, okay, I can, I can exit from that. But unfortunately, she didn't have that opportunity. And there is, there is an African-American character in the play that she meets on the plane. Another mm. uh, African-American African woman who actually voted for Trump. Oh wow! And their conversation, and their conversation on the plane is very enlightening. You have to come and see the play. I too. cannot wait to see this. I, mm. I love this. I love this. So, so how long did it take you to put this together? Uh, for the so much, I've been working on it. It took me about 
two or three months. I if I'm inspired, it's easy for me to write. It's easy, I mean the words will come. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm inspired by because these shows, uh, I started writing them in uh, January. The storm is here, but I, it wasn't going to be this year. I wasn't going to do that show this year. Oh wow! I was going to quote unquote be idle until uh, 2022. But when the creative uses start flowing, yes. I can't be idle. That is so true. That is so true. And, and that's a plus for everybody else. Yes, it is. It's a plus for everybody. Yeah, it's a plus. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to it too. So let's get to these tickets and ask the question while we're um, kind of getting close to the end of the show. What is the question that you want to ask the viewers to win the tickets? Sure. Uh, this this uh, starring Sherry Cola Pitts takes place in 1955. What was the number one television show in 1955? Okay, what was the number one ooh, television show in 1955? In 1955. Okay, that is a good question. That's a good one, yes. <laughs> what was the number one TV show? So you guys that are listening, I know y'all gonna Google it. <laughs> what was the number one TV show in 1955 for tickets to starring Cherry Cola Pits and The Storm is Here. Two plays, you guys. Do we get to see both? Yes, yes. one ticket. Oh, yes, oh sure. my God. Yeah, it's two for the price of one, baby. That's you get to see two shows. This is awesome. Uh, sorry, don't know. Well, <laughs> Ezekiel, we really don't expect you to know. Thank you so much for chiming in. If anybody else knows the answer, that is the question. What was the number one TV show in 1955? So, 1955. Hmm. I wasn't around yet. I wasn't either. I wasn't either. <laughs> but I was. <laughs> Was TV still black and white? Oh, yes, yes, it was. Oh, okay, okay, yes. 1955. But okay. Cherry Cola lived in color. He lived oh. in color. Yes, he did. He lived in color. My type of person. Yes, yes. 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 So, okay, I'm, I'm just trying to help the people. The number one TV show where there any black people involved. No. Okay. No, no. There were many black people involved in television, period. Not many. During that time. I think Apple Waters might have been on there. But, but by by that time the uh, the viewer show had been canceled, so it was there. Oh, it would have came and went. The, the wow. Nat King Cole show was on, but a, a show starring an African American person it was non-existent. Oh that wow! Time. Okay. But in in the fictional world that we live in, and starring Cherry Cola Pitts, is this show is right behind the number one show of nineteen fifty five. Oh, okay. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to say it, but I call I just called myself. You guys, we're not giving you no more help. (laughs) We're not giving you no more help. What was the number one show in 1955? Sam, I know you know this. If you're still uh, with us, come on and chime in, get an answer so you can get these tickets. So um, I want to thank you guys so much for being here. Can you tell people how they can get the tickets, how they can follow you, how they can support you? Most definitely. So the show is running. Uh, September 30th through October 17th at Midtown Arts Center. It opens uh, this coming Thursday. Uh, the red carpet event is October 2nd, uh, Saturday, October 2nd. And uh, you can get tickets at www.vincentvictoriapresents.com. Preferably get them online because you know it's, it's safer right now than getting them at the door during this COVID time. But you can purchase tickets at the door. And also on Thursdays, Tickets are two for one on Thursdays. Any Thursday performance of The Storm is Here and starring Cherry Cola Pits, you buy your ticket at the regular price to bring a guest. Okay, you guys, you can't beat that. On Thursday, come out. It's two for one. 
And just before we go, I just want to talk about our 2021, the 21 and 22 season. Okay. We're beginning, we're starting out. This is our first show. It's going to be starting, starting Cherry Color Pits and the Storm is Here. Uh, in December, we're going to do the last night of Josephine Baker. I look forward to that. Mm. That's going to be uh, done by um, uh, Debrina Sandifer. is going to direct that. And then we're going to come back with one of our award-winning productions, Mr. Booker T. at the door in February. So we're looking forward to seeing you uh, throughout the season at Best of Victoria Presents. If you need to get in contact with us, you can reach us at www.bestofvictoriapresents.com. And on Facebook and uh, all the platforms, Facebook and Instagram as well. Vincent Victoria Presents. And I want to say thank you for the Houston audience and thank you for all the support you've given us through the years. And thank you all for what you do. It is it is incredibly important. Um, Sam, I don't know what you mean. He said it was over 17 TV shows, but in 55, say that's when they start coming. I need to know what the number <laughs> one TV show Mm, In 1955, we're going to give you all about five more minutes. <laughs> and the number one TV show in 1955. I need to know what it is, you guys. So, um, yeah, thank y'all so much for being here. It's always a pleasure. When I say I love what you do, I really mean that. Because, you know, as a creative myself, it's so many times where I have these grand ideas of things I want to do, but I just don't do them. <laughs> I just don't do them. So when I see people doing it, it's just so inspiring, you know, that you have an idea and you say, I'm going to do this. And then you do it. Yes, That's very, very inspiring because it's not always easy to pull off, you know? It's, so It's not, but uh, it's, it's my life's work. I, I love it. it it's, it's amazing. So I cannot wait to, to be there, you guys. I am so excited. The last show we had to leave and I wasn't able to actually see the movie and I was really upset about that. But this time we're doing a red carpet. We're going to be in that thing. So I need y'all to come out and, and join us. Well, shops for <laughs> <laughs> I need y'all to come out and join <laughs> us for this occasion on October 2nd. It's a red carpet event, you guys. We're all going to be fabulous in red, so come on out. If you need more information, go to VincentVictoriaPresents.com and you can get all the information that you need. Now, you see I'm talking, trying to give y'all time to Google. I mean, they didn't say you couldn't Google. <laughs> so go on and get your Google on and trying to figure out what was the number one TV show in 1955. So, um, Anything that you want to tell the audience before we wrap up? I will. Like oh, to say, wait a minute. I'm well, sorry. We got an answer. Do we have an answer? Is it over the waterfront? That was the number one movie. Movie. Oh. Television show. Television show. Is it Gunsmoke? 1955. Oh, Sam, you you getting close? I just blow you. You're getting close, but it's not it. Over the waterfront was the number Keep one trying. movie. Keep trying. Yes. No, it wasn't Gunsmoke. They said. Keep going. Um, you try. You're almost there. Yeah. You're gonna get it. Was Gunsmoke 1955? Yeah, Gunsmoke lasted for 20 years. It was from 1955 to 1975. Wow. Yes, Gunsmoke, Miss Kitty. Who was watching that for 20 years? Me. <laughs> oh my goodness. It started off as a 30 minute show. They didn't explain yeah, it to a whole hour. hour. Oh wow. Uh -huh. Okay, it's not Gunsmoke. So come on. No, I want to see not the answer. And, and, and when he when he gets it, when he thinks about it, he's gonna say, "Well, how come I didn't think of that?" Oh wow! Am I disqualified from from answering? Well, if you if you can go ahead, girl. He keeps saying Gunsmoke. It's not Gunsmoke. It's not Gunsmoke. 
Go ahead and Google. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to help y'all out. I'm gonna look at them real quick, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cheat. I'm not gonna get involved. I'm gonna let y'all do it. But uh, hmm. Gunsmoke is not it, you guys. And this is this. Oh my goodness! I, I agree. Easy. Why did not think of that? Exactly. Oh exactly. wow! Oh wow! Exactly right. Oh, you guys, don't overthink it. Don't overthink don't it. Just think of a, a really popular old TV show. He says Alf Alfred Hitchcock. Well, that's, that's a nice that's one. Not it. It's very nice, but no, that's not the right one. I love that show. Just though. think of the obvious, Sam. When, so I, when I say it's so obvious, I'm like, ah. <laughs> oh. Just think of the obvious, a, a hit TV show from back in the day. Just think about it. And you're going to get the answer. Okay? I'm trying to help y'all out. <laughs> so um, so this fictional character comes on right after that show. Right. It's it's right neck and neck in the ratings with this particular show mm. uh in 1955. oh lord life and legend of wyatt earp they, it's the right era but it's right not the right era. i mean i like that show oh, too wow. but that's not the one right that. that was cool man. okay you're digging deep brother you're digging deep. Really how old are you man i'm <laughs> like a baby boomer but it's not that but i'm telling you it's very obvious just it's think so about obvious. it just think about it just think about the <laughs> the one old show that is always popping back up again and again. That's all and I'm again. gonna say. I can't give you no more help. Right. <laughs> so I, I I'm running out of things to say, y'all. Trying to give y'all, <laughs> trying to give you time. We want to give you those tickets. Yes, we definitely want you to be there. Well, we want to give you the tickets. Again, so the, the oh star, wow, the star of the show uh, had had red hair. Oh, oh it's over now. <sighs> Not Robin Hood. What? <laughs> the star of the show had red hair, Sam. That's what they're telling you. The star of the, the show, show had red, red hair. hair and is known for it. I'm just saying. We're <laughs> just saying. So, I mean, that should give you the hint right there. And anybody else, I mean, Sam is doing all the answering. Where y'all at? <laughs> so, the star of the show had red hair, you guys. That's the number one. When I looked it up, I was like, of course. And I almost guessed that. I wasn't sure of the year. So, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. I think that's the year of Little Ricky. Oh, wow. Okay. Did, somebody get it? Did somebody get it? No, I'm going to say it once you say that. I mean, if y'all don't get it from that, I don't know what to tell y'all. Y'all don't get it from that. So, so I do want to talk about the 2021 and 2022 season. So the last night of Josephine Baker, that has, I read some rave reviews about that. And I can't wait to see that. How many times have you put on this production? This will be the second time. Oh, the second Josephine time. Came. Okay. That Josephine Baker. We did it in 2017. And, oh, uh, was that long ago? Mm, wow. Josephine Baker, yes. So it'll be almost five years when we do that show again. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Booker T at the door. Oh. That was, uh, we did that in 2018. And that, that was the show that was chosen to be read at the National Black Theater Festival in 2018. Mm. And we went there in 2019, actually. Yes. Alfred Hick. Sam, the star of the show has red hair. Red hair, brother. It's not Alfred. The star of the show. And I'm telling you, when you get the answer, you're going to be mad at yourself when you hear the answer. The star of the show had red hair. It's a very, very popular show, even today. So we might have, because of his efforts, to try, we may have to give the same ticket to Sam anyway. Sam, we might win just for effort. Because he went down the whole list of TV yes, shows. Yes, he did. Just name one other TV show from 1955. <laughs> and some shows I never even heard of. He didn't catch okay. up with. Now, okay, and what about the, oh, okay. What was, 
what's what's the name of the show that was on the strip? On the strip. What's the strip? It was a show during that time. Oh, it was on the strip. On the strip. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Ask him. Ask him. Say. 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 What's the name of it? I don't know. During the, in during that era, there was a show that happened on the, a strip. Okay. The what show. What was the name of the show? Okay, Sam. I hope that helps. I hope that helps you. Well, that's not going to get the answer to that question, though. But but what was it? I mean, so <laughs> the name of the show was 77 Sunset Strip. Oh, okay. 77 Sunset Strip. Oh, well, so what does that have to do with the other show? Just was trying to get him to name any show. <laughs> oh, okay. He done named a few, so. Yeah, he's named quite a few. Okay, so Sam, come on with it. You might win anyway because you're putting in a lot of effort. Just name another show. But the name of the person on the show, the star had red hair. So that's the last time I'm going to give you a clue. I know we're trying to wrap up here. If anybody, okay, I see somebody Googling. The $64,000 question. That is not it. That was a popular show. That was show, a popular that, show, That though. was a scandalous yeah. show. It was a big scandal behind Did, that show. Really? Did they get But um, it, was, it was a whole, there was a, a movie called Quiz Show about those particular that shows. That was about that show? Well, it, it was a show really called 21, but okay. they were all involved in um, those scandals of the game shows. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, you guys, uh, we, we're at our time. I tried <laughs> to give y'all a chance to to make it, to answer the question. So in, while we're closing, you guys, keep trying to we'll get the, the answer. I'll, I'll do the thing. Nope. Y'all should get it by that. If y'all don't get it by that, <laughs> y'all just ain't ready. Y'all should definitely get it by that. Uh, Ezekiel, you won't get it by that. But Sam, you should definitely get it by that. I want to thank you guys so much for being here. And I want to say to the people that are watching, and if you are going to be watching the replay, if you are listening right now to a replay, and if you are listening before October 3rd, Go ahead and comment. I'm going to look back at the comments. If you have the right question, I will personally purchase a ticket for you. It's not Wyatt Earp. didn't have red hair. <laughs> Did he? I don't know. It was the black star black. of the it show had blue. red hair. I mean, like it was at this point, uh, at this point, I don't know what to tell you, brother. You're close, but nah. Let's, you know. let's give Sam a ticket anyway. He's going to get a ticket anyway because you have put in the greatest effort <laughs> ever. Tell him to come talk to us during the, during the show. We, yeah. got, we got to meet Sam. We yes, got, we come and talk to him during the show. Oh, God, he's still putting in. We're going to give him Sam. my big Prince Victoria hat. <laughs> come on out to the show. So for Thursday night, he has night. the opening night for the show. Oh, wow. You hear that, Sam? I need you to just say yes or no that you hear that. Thursday night. You get your Come get your hat. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So, again, thank you guys so much for being here. It is always a pleasure. Tune in tomorrow to the Love Power Radio Show. We're going to have why. Wakisha King. And she is an actress and she's in, in the show. The show. In the show. She's, she's going to be on the Love Power Radio show right here on Stunner Radio at 3 o'clock tomorrow. So you guys, please make sure to tune in and catch her. She's she's a wonderful actress. And um, she was in the last production She's been in quite well. a few of my shows. She, yeah. she, she, uh, she played Hattie McDaniel in one of my shows. Oh my God, I would uh, love to see that. She was in The Slave Narrative. So she's a wonderful singer and actress. Okay, so let's say real quick before we get out of here, 
how do people become a part of your productions? Do you have an audition process or how, how do you do that? A, a, lot, a lot of times, uh, I, I know actors that I, I just call them up a lot of times, but for, for these shows, we had a season audition in uh, June for our entire season. Oh, wow. So, but if you, if you like us on Facebook, you will you will see all of our events, upcoming events, whatever our auditions will be, and all sorts of information about Vincent Victoria presents what's coming up. But uh, we do have auditions, and sometimes we have auditions for individual shows as well. Okay. But it's okay. all all be listed on the on the Facebook page. Well, if you ever do a show about um, oh man, her name just left my head that quick. But you know I'm talking. Well, no, I'm talking. Oh, tell, tell me a little bit. About uh, the the woman who. Um, Oh my God! Who was played by Monique in the movie Bessie? Oh 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 oh! Um, yes 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 yes. Monique, um, her name escapes me. Oh Lord! The I, movie with I, Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah played Bessie. Yeah, and I'm and I'm Ma Rainey. Ma Rainey. That's it. Yeah. Now, now they did make Ma a movie about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but it wasn't good. what I thought it would be. I thought it would be more about her. Well, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom really isn't a, isn't about Ma Rainey it, anyway. It, it, yeah, it, she was just a, it, she was just really the nominal uh, right. character lead of the show, but it, it wasn't really about her. But uh, there really, I don't think, has been a show about a, a mainstream show that uh, that we know about Ma Rainey. What I really liked about it is that she didn't, she wasn't conventional. She just did what she, she stood for herself as a woman yes. during that time period. Yes. And, yes. You know, so that, that that's what really made me feel uh, very empowered just watching that show because uh, she didn't back down. And, know, and, and a lot hearing. of the strong women back in the, that those eras, uh, the things they had to do just to survive. You know, it's phenomenal what they had to do and survive and put up with. Yeah, because the more I learned about entertainers in that era, a lot of them were very bold, very yeah, brave, very yeah, unconventional. Yeah, because they would, you know, be stolen from, they could lose their lives, or, you know, just subjugated, all kinds of things. Couldn't, couldn't find a place to to be, to, to sleep or eat or relieve themselves. I mean, it had to be quite difficult. Mm, and what do you think is missing now from this this generation? I mean, there's a lot of things missing. But when it comes to that uh, showmanship and that seriousness about what they're doing, do you feel like we still have that on mass? I, I, I think I think some people still have that. Like for instance, Beyonce is one who has the drive Definitely and, and the uh, go go get her attitude about it, and it wants to be on top, and trains and wants to stay on top. Yes. Um, but a lot of it today is instant celebrity. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's easier to become a celebrity these days, but it's hard to stay a celebrity. Absolutely, that's true. With a cancel culture, yes, day. it is. And plus, you only get my five minutes of fame now. It's not fifteen minutes no more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I use them five I, minutes. Yeah, I don't want to be an enigma. I know that every generation always says that their generation is the best, and so on and so forth. But I'm not. I'm not a proponent of that. I think that every generation always says the younger people are not what they are. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that these young people that we have now, I, I believe in them. I believe that uh, they're the ones that's going to solve what's going on. I, I really have a lot of. I think these young folks have a lot of promise. I do and too. Although they're not, I, I they're do not too. doing it the way that I was doing, because I think that my generation we was raised on fear. Yes. Know? I mean, we're the kids that used to sit in the hallway like this, thinking that we're going to get. 
a nuclear um, disaster, right? And I'm trying to figure to this day how it's holding my hand, <laughs> back of my neck, gonna save, gonna save me from a nuclear bomb. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like sitting in the floor like this with my left hand, like, how is that gonna help me? And I was just wondering, I'm sitting there, you know, well, my hands are gonna get cut and my neck gonna get cut, so what's, I might as well go <laughs> somewhere else. So you've always been an overthinker. <laughs> I, yes, I am. I am somewhat of a perfectionist and somewhat of a nerd, and I'm very proud of it. So. Here we go. Well, I mean, I do agree with you with the young people of this time because I learned a lot from my kids. I learned so much. My son is here with us today, and, and I'm going to wrap it up, you guys. But it, it just was funny to me. I said to him, you got to stop, slow down on the snacks now because you're getting a little thick. He said, Mom, don't body shame. That's oh, exactly. And I was like, excuse yes. me. Yes. He was like, no, you're body shaming yes. me, and I don't appreciate that. Wow. And I was yes, like, very, okay. very actually much that. accepting yeah. Uh, people in differences and looks and you know I mean I'm looking at television look at the difference uh did you see that show where it's all the ladies I call fluffy ladies you know and the one they go she goes I'm a dancer now right oh the commercial for you know, all I love, I yes. love, you know I love that you know because everybody's included no one is saying no one is considered to be prettier because of this or that or the other thing you know everybody's beautiful everybody's a queen because the truth of the matter is, I think more young people know that what is being presented in the media is not real. They know it's not exactly. Real. Like they know that Facebook is just how you want it to look. Mm -hmm. You want that to look. Yes, you could be in the corner over here in this perfect corner can look perfect, and the rest of your world is in chaos. Mm -hmm. That's what Facebook normally is. And my son, you know, my younger son, a thirty-two-year-old, a forty-two-year-old, my thirty-two-year-old wow. said to me. You know, I was saying him, oh, he does music. And when I go, put it on Facebook, honey, you know, just so there. He goes, Ma, you know, that stuff ain't real. And when he said that to me, like, it's been years ago when he said that. But it always stuck with me. Because mm -hmm. you can always make it look good on back here. On any social media, yes. You can always make it look good. What happened to wrapping up? Okay, I'm yeah, wrapping up. Excuse me. Thank you so much for keeping me on track. <laughs> We're so worried. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in. Y'all know I go over my time all the time, especially when I have great guests in the building. I want to encourage you all to tune in tomorrow to Black Coffee with a Side of Tea and Love Power Radio Show. We're going to be talking more on Love Power Radio Show about these upcoming performances. And I want you guys to make sure that you come out and join us on October 2nd at the Red Carpet Event for starring Cherry Cola Pitts. Thank we're you so red. much. And we're red, y'all. Be fabulous and red. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for being here once again. And you guys, I love you so much for tuning in for, for supporting Sterner Radio. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.